I'm Nathan. And I'm Michael. And this is Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we'll be discussing the birth of Ultraman Stage Show. Listeners, so you might <laughs> you might have noticed this is normally where there would be a plot synopsis, well there isn't a plot synopsis, because things got well a little complicated. Travis needed some more time off to take care of a family emergency, so I did bring our co-host in common. Well, in this case, it's not really the common like common writer, but Michael. <laughs> Just stop with the puns, Nathan. I get an I have to hear it constantly. Do we have to get it here too? Yes, you have to. It's it's a requirement. You have me on a podcast, you come on my podcast, you're guaranteed puns, and the puns just get cranked to eleven on Henshin Men. It's part of our shtick. <laughs> come on, you watch Power Rangers. They have puntastic one-liners all the time. Look, what are you talking about? Power Rangers is the epitome of culture and taste there are no puntastic moments in power rangers fake news anyway <laughs> anyway so i <laughs> i so i brought you on here to do what i've been calling a filler episode because as i've said before i refuse to cover common rider without travis but this was so last second even more last second than when i had you on for the the last time <laughs> for the unaired Power Ranger pilot. I had at least three hours notice the last time. Yeah, this time I was, you basically told me that uh, that Travis got a hold of you and said, tell him I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, great. Now what do I do? <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of cheating a little bit. A little. Yeah. T- yeah. Yeah. Travis, you know, he needed some time off. He's got some, he's got some family stuff going on, which, you know, family comes first uh before any like before anything else like doing podcasts and things are like this are fun but you know as always family comes first so yeah we yeah. i i there's nothing wrong with that and i'm just happy to be here yeah again does this make me the most reoccurring guest on the podcast so far considering that we've only ever had three guests on and two of them were at the same time and both of you have only been on once yes <laughs> ha, huzzah i am the winner <laughs> eat that elijah eat that <laughs> michael hamilton captain of the henshin men b team <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously thank you for letting me come back on here and just kind of you know do a uh, an impromptu episode this one's not yeah. this one's going to be a little bit different than what the henshin men listeners are are typically used to but i think it's still going to be a lot of fun 
Yeah. Basically, what you're about to hear, listeners, is actually a Kaiju Weekly episode. So Travis's main podcast and your main podcast as well, because you Mm -hmm. and him are the co-hosts of Kaiju Weekly. And there was... Interestingly, <laughs> an episode just a couple of months ago. I didn't realize it was just in October. I thought it was longer ago than that. But back in October, you there was another time where Travis was unable to record. So you needed something pumped out quick. And I said, well, how about that Birth of Ultraman thing that was on that Blu-ray set? And you're like, well, I have that. It's like, okay, it's only like a half an hour long. So how about we just watch that and podcast about it? If that, it's not even, I don't even think it's 30 minutes. It's 26. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched that really quick. We made a little podcast episode. And so that's what you're about to hear. Now, I think for about the first, I think 20, 25 minutes or so of it, it's just some preamble stuff. We played a game that you guys have Really enjoy playing on Kaiju Weekly. What was the Guess the Bad Review? I think that's what it was. It was all Yeah, it was Guess I think it was Guess the Bad Review. And you know, the thing the whole shtick behind that being a part of Kaiju Weekly is on off weeks when there's no news items to talk about, we like to play games just to keep things lively. So yeah, there's gonna be a good, I'd say about twenty minutes of preamble where you and I just we play a quick game. I think it's guess the bad review. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but it's no, most it's likely guess guess the ba- the- it's guess the bad review. I very distinctly okay. remember it was okay. guess the bad review review because it was all henshin hero themed and it ha- you found the weirdest stuff including a little bit of a running joke that you and i have had which was <laughs> yeah the review was honestly the monsters are kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah when we talked the the one the review that had something that it was a uh common writer zeto or Z, uh, zio don't give it right? away <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forget. I forget. I forget. I'm not supposed to give it away. Anyway, well, there you go. Hinch and men listeners, you have gotten one answer spoiled for you, but there's like eight different, there's eight different questions. So you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a lot of stuff to have fun with. I will mention just really briefly though, the audio on my end, for some reason, sounds really weird and very echoey. It's still listenable. It's just not as high quality as the audio typically is on my end. So just yeah. bear with me on that. Yeah, that's about the only thing to warn you about. Basically, you'll hear that as the main discussion. And then we will come back and we will do a little bookend for you where we will do the Henshin Awards for this little stage show to close it out. Are you ready, Michael? I'm ready. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Michael, better known as the Kaiju Groupie. And today I have back with me in the hot seat, our good friend of the podcast and a fellow podcaster and co-host of the Henshin Men podcast, Nathan. Marchland! Put me in, coach! I'm ready to play! (laughs) (laughs) I've been saying that joke for a good couple of hours. You're welcome. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you, Nathan, for for filling in. If anyone out there uh, listening is wondering where our usual co-host or where my usual co-host Travis is, uh, Travis needed to take this week off. Uh, he had some personal stuff to take care of and he will be back 
next week. But since we didn't want to miss a week uh, and leave you, our faithful Kaiju Weekly listeners, without an episode, um, Nathan so graciously filled in because he's already playing double duty with the Henshin Men podcast. So why the heck not? At this point, I'm captain of the Kaiju Weekly B team, as it is, which is why I, I have a, there's a very important question I must ask, Michael. Mm. Is this a regular episode or a bonus episode? This is technically a regular episode because this is a part of our out of this world monster month because we try to come up with pithy themes every month. So October is out of this world monsters. So we're talking about all things space this month. And so uh, we actually had another movie planned for this week. But I wanted to save that film until Travis could be back with me next week. So all of the trivia answers that we got for this week, um, we will be reading those. We will we will be giving we will you know we will doing audience participation next week when Travis comes back. But this week, we're just going to be talking about something pretty special. Yes, but I, the reason I asked that is because Elijah, I know you're listening. Hashtag winning. Ah, yes. The ongoing war between you and the preschooler. I got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I'm still beating the child. No, you can't say that on air, Nathan. You can't say that on a, no, no, I I have to stop you there. Uh, You cannot say beating a child on air. No, no. You missed the sad trombone. Sad trombone. Yeah. No, that is a very sad tw- I'll do it for you. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, never do that again. Anyway, uh, considering this is a regular episode of the podcast, uh, we do want to mention a little bit of news. In the spirit of it being a regular episode, let's cue the beady beady. So uh, there, there is news to talk about. Uh, but one major news item I can't talk about because I am forbidden from talking about it until my co-host gets back next week. But the good thing is you guys have already talked about it. If that hey, makes any sense at all. Uh, you mean the, uh, you know, the shit. Uh-huh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shin, the, the, the shin ramen kiter. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. from a little from a little from a little gentleman called um, Hedy Hedy what what's his name? Ono? Uh, no, uh, is it Ono? Kano. Yeah. Kano. Okay. Yeah. So so Kidiaki Kano. Yes. Is doing Shin Ramen Kiter mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. his next movie in 2023, mm-hmm. um, which we will have more details on. Yeah. Next week, when I'm allowed to talk about it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because or, my co the little bonus episode we did for pension men. I may t- actually, I may link that in the show notes. So if you're really interested in Shin Ramen Kiter, uh, please check the show notes for that bonus episode of Henshin Men, where you guys go into great detail about this Shin Ramen Kiter movie that's coming mm-hmm. from Kiriaki Kano mm-hmm. uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Next little bit of news we're going to cover. Dino Fury, Power Rangers Dino Fury, the next half of season one is coming to Netflix October the 17th. Um, It's going to be a good time. I've really enjoyed Dino Fury so far. What about you, Nathan? I've enjoyed Dino Fury more than I expected. I've been a little bit 
trepidatious about checking out the Hasbro era. <laughs> I think that's kind of what. Yeah, the- I think. Yeah, we can probably call it the Hasbro era or the um, the. It's still technically the Nickelodeon era because they still air it on Nickelodeon. But we can go ahead and call it the Hasbro era because Hasbro is doing such a fantastic job of spearheading uh, Power Rangers so far that we've seen. Uh, I know there's a lot of news and a lot of things surrounding Dino Fury right now, um, and I don't want to spoil anyone. Uh, so I encourage everyone just to go check out Power Rangers Dino Fury. It's fan- it's a fantastic season so far on Netflix. The first half of the first half of se- uh, the first half of uh, Dino Fury is on Netflix right now. Episodes one through eleven, episodes twelve through I think twenty two or twenty four will be on Netflix in two weeks now you and i have both seen one episode of it because somebody got their yeah someone got bits on one of the episodes and put it on youtube i don't know if that was an official thing but that is not an official thing it is not an official thing he's gonna Um, be all kinds of trouble but yeah yeah it's yeah and it was better than i thought it would be I was pleasantly surprised by that episode because I went in and watched it too. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it myself. I was really scared that they wouldn't do that character justice. Um, and I was, again, without without saying too much, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to say, they it's almost like they knew that the 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 hardcore old school fans are going to be watching. So they're like, we're going to do our due diligence and we're mm-hmm. Hey, not not just lip service. We're going to go the extra mile and say we didn't forget about continuity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's I, I. That's one thing that really has bugged me about some of these more modern Power Ranger series is, especially Beast Morphers. Beast Morphers was really notorious for this, I believe. Um, they were notorious for forgetting continuity and just making stuff up as they go, along with redubbing some of the scenes from the original show but dino fury did the same thing yeah they did technically yeah they did but i i was pleasantly surprised by the dubbing that they the redubbing that they did i was i I enjoyed it it wasn't like it wasn't terrible i should say so that ends our news segment for this week and i know this is going to be a stacked episode and i wanted to keep that news segment pretty breezy because nathan i have a question for you oh would you like to play a game? Yes, I would like to play a game. Okay, because I have a game for you. Because apparently we do the Saw voice now when we want to play a game. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm just here for it, man. Um, I prefer the I prefer the one from uh, War Games. You ever seen War Games with? Oh, Matthew? I haven't seen War Games in forever. Yeah, I was like, would you like to play a game? <laughs> How about thermonuclear warfare? <laughs> Mr. Marchand, would you like to play a game? <laughs> oh, Mr. Fertility. I'll have to put that into a future script. And all of your listeners who don't also listen to my show are terribly confused right now. <laughs> All right, so the game that I actually have for us is a fan favorite. Well, I think it's a fan favorite. We haven't gotten we haven't gotten any complaints yet, so I'm going to assume it's a fan flavor. It's a fan favorite. It's actually a favorite of mine and Travis's. Uh, this is one of the original games that we came up with to play when we don't really have a whole lot of news to talk about, um, and it is called Guess the Bad Review. 
So for anyone new to this podcast, the way this works is I went to the deepest, darkest corners of the internet and I pulled in bad reviews for some of your favorite and not so favorite movies uh, (laughs) so that we could read these out on the podcast. And I'm going to have Nathan, my guest host right now, guess what movie that they're talking about in their review. So Nathan. I haven't mentioned is that you're reveling in this right now, because for once you're not on the receiving end. (laughs) You are correct. And, and since this, since the episode, well, you are, if you know the episode, if you've seen the episode title, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about Ultraman. We're going to be talking about something to do with Ultraman later. So I thought it was going to be fun to do a Henshin hero themed guess the bad review. So (laughs) all of these are going to be Henshin heroes uh, so we're talking Common Rider, Power Rangers, Super Sentai, Ultraman, uh, just whatever I can find on the internet. There, there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, Is Cutie Honey on the list? <laughs> oh, I wish. I didn't think about when I was looking for these. I did not think about Cutie Honey. Honestly, I wish I had of. I wish I. I wish. I wish. I wish I had of. Dag on it, Nathan. Why didn't you say this earlier? Um, <laughs> this whole thing's last minute. So <laughs> right. So so the caveat is some of these some of these reviews give away too much information. Obviously, so. What I have done is I have replaced all of the important words in this review with potato. (laughs) So anytime I say potato, you know that it was probably a pretty important word in the review. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start you off with something a little bit easy. Okay. Okay. I keep my henshin men cred here. So Okay, let's keep let's see if you can keep your henshin card. Actually, as actually, 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 let's 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 play let's let's make this a real game. Oh, let's no. make we're gonna keep a score sheet. Oh snap. We're gonna keep a score sheet and we're gonna see how many I have seven reviews here. And we're going to see how many out of seven you're going to get right. Ah. Okay, here we go. First one. <clears throat> An okay horror movie that also happens to have potato stuff in it, eh, it could be better. An okay horror movie that happens to have potato stuff in it. Huh. One thing came to mind, but I don't know if... Oh, man. I'm just... I'm running different... Henshin hero movies through my head. I'm just trying to think. Uh, uh, I I mean, I think Turbo is terrifying, but for different reasons. But (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm just going to go with my first instinct, even though there's some dispute over what this this thing's title should be now. I'm going to say Kamen Rider Shin. You would be Common Writer Shin. Yeah, Common Writer. A Common Writer Shin prologue or Shin Common Writer prologue. You are, you are incorrect. Ah, uh, okay. You are, you are incorrect. Um, actually, the 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 title of that the title the title of that movie is actually you were close it is a common writer movie so good for you for picking up on the horror theme but it was common writer the next ah oh, okay i haven't seen that one yet <laughs> yeah. okay I've, I've seen the first one i've seen the, the first 
but I haven't seen the next yet. I couldn't find a good. I actually tried to pull up the first, but I couldn't find a good review for that one. That was actually couldn't find a bad review. Or I couldn't find an extremely bad review for that. All these are like half star and one star. Okay. Um, okay. So here's your next one, Nathan. Potato is really silly. Potato with a metal mullet is super silly. Oh, Father Trucker. Oh, man. Oh, 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 metal mullet. Dang it. Oh, oh, frick. Ah, metal mullet. What the frick has a metal mullet? <laughs> you sadist. Ah, <laughs> oh. wait, uh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I got it. Okay. A kiter? No, it is not a kiter. Mm. It is actually, and you're going to feel really silly for this. It is actually Ultraman the Next. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Because his helmet looks a bit like dreadlocks. I get it. Yeah, or yeah, the hair. Yeah, Darn so it. you are currently O for two. There, you can you can redeem yourself, Trap. You can. I called you Travis. I don't know why I called you Travis. That's my but, terrifying. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you you can redeem yourself, Nathan. I have faith in you. So <clears throat> the next one, the next review. Wait, let me take my glasses off because I want to make sure you're not. You you had Common Rider the next, and then Ultraman the next. I'm detecting a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so the next one is, I watched half of this on Rab IT like a month ago with Tim, whoever Tim is. But it was late, and we were both like, eh, let's go to sleep. This movie really is honestly cringe. Tim finished it and told me it was god-awful, but I didn't expect this awful. The final action sequence is the... This final final action sequence in this film makes Transformers Dark Side of the Moon look like Dunkirk in comparison. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did did they view this on? Uh, Rab IT. R-A-B-B-I-T. I I don't know what that is. R-B-I-T. Rabbit? Rabbit, yes. Rabbit rabbit with one B? R-R- r-a-b-b dot i-t oh rab dot i-t mm-hmm. i don't even know what the frick rab dot i-t is italian uh, maybe italian it's a but that doesn't but don't focus on that don't focus okay. on that oh i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can mess with these context clues here so they're talking about uh, they talk about dunkirk mm-hmm. talk about dark of the moon mm-hmm Rabbi T, C I, Henshin Hero, mm-hmm. Power Rangers 2017. Ding, 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 ding. You got the first one. You got your first one right. Congratulations. Congratulations, Nathan. <laughs> it was. That review came in for Power Rangers 2017, my favorite Power Rangers movie of all time. <laughs> uh, don't lie. <laughs> uh, i'm sorry I, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry jack and jr um okay 
The next one, Nathan, mm -hmm. just simply says, to be honest, some of the monsters are hot. <laughs> and, if, and honestly, if you get this one right, this speaks more towards your character than the reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> i want to say cutie honey but you've already told me it's not cutie honey but there are no, no I, I forgot about cutie honey honestly <laughs> and, and i can okay i will tell you this it is not sexy rangers <laughs> sorry elijah <laughs> it's not it's not sexy rangers i, I can tell you that for sure okay some of the honestly some of the monsters are hot uh <laughs> was this written by one of the godzilla mothra shippers I'm just <laughs> no I, no idea no idea i found this review i believe i found this review on letterbox letterbox okay uh <sighs> turbo <laughs> uh Mention hero. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I'll just I'll just go for full tilt embarrassment. The Giver. <laughs> no, it's actually um, it's actually Common Writer Zo or Zo, however oh. you want to say it. Oh, that suddenly makes more sense. Common Writer Zo. Uh, suddenly that review makes sense yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because the superior version of bee woman is in that filtered through the mad genius of keita amamiya yeah okay so nathan you have one the, out of four <laughs> well you have one out of four correct you yeah. have one out of four we have two more reviews left um so good luck good luck <laughs> The next one, uh, the pin ultimate, the, the, the pin ultimate uh, question. Cute Sentai nonsense meant to encourage you to have trust in your friends and buy toys. There's a sinister butler in here, and, I, and you know that I love a sinister butler. Oh, well, that's interesting. Encourages you to trust your friend. What is it? How do they put it? Trust your friends? It says, cute Sentai nonsense meant to encourage you to have trust in your friends and buy toys. There's a sinister butler in here, and you know I love a sinister butler. Okay, Sentai kind of narrows it down a little bit. Of course, that could be someone com speaking completely in ignorance, which would... I would not put it past people. Unless I'm missing something, I can't think of a power. I, not Neither of the other Power Ranger movies have sinister butlers. Not that I can think of anyway. Oh, what the heck? Mighty Morphin the movie. I'm just going to go for full tilt embarrassment. No, the correct answer is Ultraman Orb the movie. I'm borrowing the power of your bonds. No, I wanted my I should have gone with my you should have did. What they told all of us when we were in college, when you're taking a test, you always go with your first instinct because your first instinct is probably right. My first instinct 
was Ultraman, but the fact that someone said Sentai nonsense, it threw me off horribly. Horribly. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nathan. Uh, and I was incorrect just a minute ago. You actually have two more left uh, yeah. because that was <laughs> you have you have two more left. So I was this incorrect there. Penultimate. This this is now the penultimate question. <clears throat> Sweet mother trucking Christ. Was this a? <laughs> Did I write this? <laughs> no. Sweet mother trucking Christ. Was this a spastic movie? I was constantly confused during it. Part of the problem is that I've seen most of the original Potato and Potato, so the newer Potatoes were new to me, and since the movie clearly was not designed for the casual fan or even a newbie, I was lost. But the thing, but the thing is the movie starts being about Potato, his, who is a Potato, whatever that means, and you think, uh, you think it'll be a journey, but then halfway through the movie switches and goes into in goes and it's actually about potato and there's a father-son thing with potato i don't think a fully i don't think a fully green screen movie is is good for something like this because it makes everything look cheap even cheaper than characters crushing model cities also i can't tell most of the potatoes apart does that make me potato racist? does that make me potato racist So that's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> that is a lot of potatoes, but it sounds like if I'm understanding it correctly, this is a potato. It sounds like this is a potato crossover. That is a sequel to all the, the, the father sent the mega monster battle. The last thing I was on to talk about on this show. <laughs> Correct. You got that one right. You, you finally got another one right. I did. I got another one right. I was thinking, it's like, you're not going to be mean and throw in like one of those common writer Sentai crossover movies that nobody outside Japan has seen, right? <laughs> Honestly, I thought about it. Um, <laughs> That's because you are. Uh, I probably can't say that on this podcast, but. <laughs> 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 okay, Nathan, going into the final question, you are four to two. So there's no way you can win, but the good thing is you can redeem your Toku card by answering this question correctly or uh, guessing this review correctly. So, yeah. well, unless you've got, uh, you know, you're doing this Crow- uh, Stephen Crowder style, and it's seven plus, you know, seven plus one. <laughs> You forgot the one in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I didn't, I wasn't that clever this time around. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? All right. Put your thinking cap on. Uh, okay. I need a Power Ranger helmet or something right now. <laughs> uh, want a drinking game? Take a shot every time you ask yourself, why did they potato? Also, the water on Earth the mo- is... The water on Earth must be powerful AF to cause a potato to de-potato. You cause the you you cause the potato powers to stop. You be strong, I guess. For, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. For some potato for some potato fans, why did they give up the potato powers outside of running out of Japanese footage? We give up. We give up some strong ass stuff for driver ed potatoes. This idea was a this idea was a sign that potato needs to go. Also, is 
Potato bio is is potatoes biology okay after potatoing and depotatoing here and in the series. Potato powers are lame. Major credit for this season, almost ruining the series without its without this hilarious disaster, I would have never gotten to see potatoes in space. Shift shift into potato. The keys didn't even go in the into the potato. Uh, this sh is legendary. You decided to end on a softball, didn't you? Within about within about two sentences, I'm like, I already got it. As soon as you brought up the whole, you know, water must be powerful AF, I'm like, I already know. You keep up right now. I, you, I mean, keep reading the review for the sheer entertainment of it. Well, I already know but the answer to this. This is cutie. I know I'm kidding. This is... <laughs> A Power Rangers movie. <laughs> Good job, Nathan. Good job. Um, you didn't do too bad, honestly. You didn't do too bad. Uh, you didn't win, uh, obviously. Um, you, you didn't win. Um, but you did get three Can out of the point. You did get half a point for getting common for at least common writer in that first one. Um, if this were Travis, you would, but since it's me, no. Uh, jerk. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I will wear it proudly, sir. Um, so, listener, if you thought that game was entertaining, please let us know. If you would like to have more games uh, just like this one show up on the podcast, also let let us know as well. Uh, we're also uh, we're always looking for something new to do on the podcast when we have a slow news week or a slow-ish news week like we're doing today. We could have had a really busy news week, Nathan. But again, I am barred from talking about the major news story of this week because someone decided to take a week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, we can now get into our main topic. But Nathan, before we do, I actually have a word from our very good friends at Toku Toy Town. Uh, Toku Toy Town is an online shop committed to bringing serious, co serious collectors and casual fans alike the very best, rarest, and coolest in the world of Safube, Tokusatsu toys, and kaiju collectibles. Their teams strive to be the first place you look when hunting down that elusive Marusan, the M1 with the unique colorway, or that personal Bondi Holy Grail. Most importantly, they understand the journey because they are collectors too, and they've been incredibly generous to provide our listeners with a discount code for 10% off your next purchase at tokutoytown.com. Unlimited uses, no minimums to buy, just use Kaiju Weekly, that's K-A-I-J-U-W-E-E-K-L-Y at checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase from tokutoytown.com. Dot com And I can personally attest that they are a fantastic service. I have ordered from them before. I have uh, been grabbing a couple of their uh, Sentai things when they come in. I have a couple of, uh, I got a couple of things uh, that had to do with Die Ranger a couple of weeks ago from them. And they are fantastic. They're shipping, they ship uh, from way across the country from me, but their shipping is incredibly fast and incredibly secure and incredibly well packaged when it comes to me. And that, and as a collector of rare and expensive things, that matters to me a lot. So with that, we are going to be getting into officially our main topic for this episode. And Nathan, would you like to tell our listeners what the main topic is? We are going to be discussing, and you're welcome. This was my suggestion to help you fill in the gap. Oh, don't come on now. Don't, don't take too much credit for yourself. <laughs> I'm only taking a tiny bit. You can have the rest. Sure. Oh, okay. Your show. You're welcome. 
Yeah. Yeah. I only saved you from a gap. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> At least I have gap insurance now. Yeah. yeah yes. Gap insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By shopping at the gap. Is that, is that how you do it? Yeah. I mean, they do have some snazzy jeans. Yes. Anyway, we're talking about the birth of Ultraman. So, which is really interesting because I never thought I would actually see Ultraman as a baby. That was a little bit strange, but I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what, what in the world were you watching? Well, ultra babies are a thing. That's true. Ultra, Ultra babies are a thing. You are correct. But no, this was actually a live stage show. This has a really interesting history. This was actually a live stage show that was put together and shown on July 10th, uh, uh, make sure I get the na- uh, the year right, the, uh, 1966, because originally the, uh, Ultraman was supposed to premiere that, uh, was supposed to premiere a week later, but uh, the, the TV network, TBS, kind of pulled the rug out from Subaraya at the time. So mm-hmm. they come up with something because they thought they were going to air the last episode of Ultra Q, but the mm-hmm. network didn't like that last episode. And since it wasn't a monster centric episode, they told them, oh, we're just going to pull it where, and we're going to have you premiere the show a week early. And they're like, well, darn it. We don't have the episode ready and we're not going to have the episode ready. So we got to come up with something. So they did this live stage show. Right. Uh, I actually have it here in the in the booklet. It was actually filmed at the Suganami Hokkaido Hall in Tokyo. Okay. And so they filmed it, and then they aired that in the Ultra Q time slot. And then the next week was the first episode of the original 1966 Ultraman Ultra Operation Number One. Hmm. So it's fitting that we're talking about this since for a while. Kaiju Weekly, I can't say you and Travis necessarily, but Kaiju Weekly was going through Ultraman a couple episodes at a time. And this is, I guess you could call it the, it's not really the pilot or it's not even. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would call this the pilot or, or just a TV or a made for TV special. I feel like this is just more of a made for TV special. I, more of a t- uh, yeah, I think made for TV special works. Because in the middle of the in the middle of the stage play, uh, they show clips from an, a random episode of Ultraman where he fights another kaiju. Um, yeah. So that that was towards the it was towards the end. Yeah. It was towards the it was towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There are a couple of clips from the actual show, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it's an actual stage play. And if you want a plot breakdown, I'm just going to read it straight from. The booklet here, because it summarizes it very nicely. So it goes like this. Monster Professor unleashes a horde of kaiju that includes familiar faces from Ultra Q, such as Kanegan and M1, alongside new Ultraman monsters like Alien Boltan, Red King, Antlar, and Naranga. As the science special search party struggles to stop the rampaging beast, Ultraman arrives to save the day. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. 
which it's a really interesting little thing. It's just, I, I went into it not knowing because uh, I'd had this set setting on my shelf for a while. And honestly, I forgot I even had it. When you brought this up to do it, I was like, oh crap, I don't even have that. And I thought, oh crap, oh, it's in the, it's in the rebirth, it's in the birth of Ultraman set that, you, that, uh, that was the deep discount exclusive. Yeah. And, um, here. Yeah, it's been like it's been like a year ago. Yeah, you're right. I think I think so. It's been like a year ago. It, uh, Deep Discount had another Ultraman Day exclusive, but it was just another set of uh, remastered dubbed episodes. Right. Yeah. The Trials of Ultraman is the current one. Yeah, and that's the other part that uh, was a big selling point in this set was that you got a handful of remastered dubbed episodes, mm -hmm. but. Uh, they also threw this in and my understanding is until they had this this was kind of considered a bit of lost media no one thought yeah it's not great quality like when you watch this don't it, like if you have the set or if you if you've not watched this yet or if you plan on trying to grab it somehow um don't expect like tremendous quality but it's super interesting to watch and i'm sitting here um i'm sitting here watching it and I'm really kind of just, I'm not, not, I'm not so much interested in the story, but I'm just interested in how they portray the, the essence of Ultraman on stage. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is this was meant to introduce the kids and the audience to mm -hmm. Ultraman. So this is the first time you see Ultraman in anything. And so I went into, I was like, okay, I know it's going to be this, it's going to be a stage show and. Mm -hmm. It's going to be introducing Ultraman. And so I, I had certain expectations, but I wasn't expecting things to play out the way that they did. It's something of a musical at points. Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of, because they have uh, what were the name? Uh, what was the name of the uh, the singing troupe? The gentleman that would sing the uh, did you catch the name of them that they would sing the Ultraman's same theme song? I didn't catch their name. I just called them the the barbershop quintet. <laughs> yeah, the Ultraman quintet. Um, the, the Ultra Quintet. The, which, the Ultra was, which is really which is really interesting because they could have just easily played the theme or something over top in yeah. in from the PA system, but they chose to do it that way, which I thought was was actually really cool. Like yeah. I, I really, I really thought that was super interesting. Yeah. And, and it's a really different version than the theme song. If you've been watching the show, because mm. on the show, it's kids who sing the right. theme. this one. It's actual, like when I say, but you know, barb, like they sound like a barbershop quartet. They sound like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> like they yeah. got deep, badly voices and they're singing about Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yes. Like, yes. What? It's just picture. If you've ever listener, if you've ever heard a barbershop quartet, just picture that, but in Japanese. Yeah. It's so weird. I was just like, why isn't this version of the theme song released more often? Cause this is, this is so weird and interesting. I feel like this is just a little like time capsule in his, in Toku history though. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Also, I, and you said this to me uh, a few hours ago before we uh, sat down to record this. She's like, this thing is so freakishly wholesome. And it's like, yeah, it is. Oh, it, it totally is. It's so freakishly wholesome. Like, it's even so, it's so much more wholesome. I mean, not that 1966 Ultraman was not made, not kids, kid friendly, because it for the most part was. But this is even more wholesome, in my opinion, than even the main show was. Yeah. Or even Ultra Q at that time. Like yeah. this was super wholesome. 
because yeah. they got uh, they got audience participation from the children in the audience. Uh, kids were not playing along. No, they they weren't. But it was it was fine. Surprised. So it's like because the part of the story in this is that you have. Uh, the because you have the you know the quintet the, you know the barbershop mm-hmm. quintet, the ultra fives we'll call them the ultra fives right <laughs> and then you have these three kaiju thieves monster thieves <laughs> cool. yeah 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 come in and because uh, the 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 monster professor who hilariously says i'm ag subaraya so we're kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit here Dude, you're not ag subaraya like, you that, look nothing like him yeah that was the first thing that threw me off when i was watching this i'm like holy crap we're breaking the fourth wall here mm-hmm. for I'm sure yeah Mariah, the world's greatest monster tamer and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking, because i uh, i just finished your jason and the argonauts episode so i'm sitting here things like did harry Housen ever do something like this because this would be hilarious mm. <laughs> but anyway and he said he's got all of these kaiju stashed away in this I don't know what he called it, but it was basically like this giant box that had this turn. Uh, it had this you know, it, feel it on kinda, it. Kind of reminded me of the Monster Matic from Power Rangers. It did <laughs> to, to bring it to bring it back to like other Henshin Hero series. It kind of reminded me of the Monster Maker that uh, Fenster used in Power Rangers and in Jew Ranger. Yeah, uh, because it had that same basic shape and had a big wheel on the side of it. You could turn it, and it just kind of supposedly pumped out mon- it just created monsters or whatever and it was just it was just really quirky and really fun I thought. yeah and this one is supposed to be he's housing them in there and they uh, he's tamed them so they do what he says and all of that mm-hmm. you know because he's he's like oh major super and so he what he hears that there are thieves that are coming in want mm-hmm. to kidnap all the kaiju so they show up in the back of this amphitheater Mm-hmm. And they have microphones and they banter with each other. They're having, they don't quite slap each other around as much, but I'm get, I was getting very definite Three Stooges vibes from them. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Bantering back and forth. And then like, hey, what's just the kids about this stuff? And then they start to ask the, so it's, it's, so I'm like, okay, they probably had that initial bit scripted and now they're just going and talking to the kids. And that's got to be completely just improvised at that point. Well, it has to be. Yeah work with what the kids say but the kids- because these kids these kids aren't even playing around they're not even they're not even playing along they're at yeah. goof around with you you know <laughs> so- and maybe maybe now i'm just gonna say that maybe it's a it's a difference in culture because this is totally like this is not a stage play like you would see in in america um Maybe it's just a difference in culture where the kids were just a little bit more soft-spoken and they didn't quite, you know, get into the production of it. You say that, but then when, uh, you know, but when uh, things got a little bit crazier on stage, the kids were, <laughs> the kids were. I, rowdy, yeah. Yeah. yeah they were like, they're like, like, beat they're like, beat him up, beat him up. We want more. We <laughs> want more. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah. And then. Uh, there was one kid at toward the end of the thing who knew a camera was on him and he could he could roll his eyes into the back of his head like he was the undertaker. <laughs> I think he was trying to um, <laughs> I think what he was doing was he was trying to mimic um, uh, shoot uh, 
the little the little the little red guy that always the, the Kenny of the Ultra Universe. Um, oh, uh, it's uh, it, Pigmon, Pigmon, Pigmon. It's yeah. a, it's, but it's the I think it's supposed to be the Ultra Q version, so it's not. The, uh, that's Garumon, maybe not Gar. Garumon. Is it Garumon? I uh, maybe I hope that's not a Digimon. For anyone out there, please don't like. If that's a Digimon, by mis- if I just said a Digimon name by mistake, please let me know. Um, but I think it was Garumon uh, that he was imitating because they are bring like you're right. They are bringing Tokusatsu. They are bringing suits and monsters in from Ultra Q, and there was a Pigmon or Garumon monster in uh, Ultra Q. But it was really interesting to watch this, um, and it seems like they made like a they didn't make a big deal like I thought they would of Ultraman's entrance into the stage play. Like yeah. I thought that he would come in with either more fanfare or like more pyrotechnics, something. But he just kind of opened the door and bam, he's there. He's Ultraman. Yay! Come to save today. Okay. Okay. I, I, we're not. I notice we're not really doing the uh, positivity sandwich thing here, but not really. I'm going to tell you right now my my big ding against this thing is for something called the birth of Ultraman. There is a surprisingly there is surprisingly little Ultraman in this. He doesn't show up. I timed it. He this thing's 26 minutes long. He doesn't show up until 14 minutes in, mm-hmm. and he's only in it for a couple of minutes, and half of that is actually a clip from the show was he in it though was he in it three minutes though yeah that is a good question was he in there three minutes but time that but then he and then he makes one more brief appearance later but it's again just another clip from the show by the way all of this is in black and white and the clips they show of the show that are in black and white aired yet that's also in black and white but it was filmed in color so that was a little weird too it was, it was. Uh, it, it made me think: Was there a black? Is there a black and white version of the original Ultraman series out there in existence? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I know the show was filmed in color. They were told. It actually says in the booklet they were told to film this in color because they wanted to market it overseas, so it had to be in color. Mm-hmm. But Ultra Q mm-hmm. was in black and white. And so then after that, so we get, you know, the quartet, the kaiju thieves, uh, you know, Professor Natsuburaya. And, <laughs> and, uh, plot twist. Plot yeah. twist, Nathan. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plot twist. Uh, well, I ha- I'm getting to that because then they actually, this was interesting. They actually bring in the cast from the Ultraman show and it's the characters and the actors and they come mm. in, they've got their costumes and everything. Like they are decked out like they uh, like you would see them on the show. And then they run up on stage and they start wrangling the monsters and stuff like that. And then they go over to this to the monster professor and they're like, you're not A.G. Subaraya. He's not that fat. <laughs> and then they're like, well, you are, he could make all the monsters do what he says. You can't do that. He's like, yes, I can. And he lets the monsters out. And then they're like, <laughs> just chaos. Chaos. And then and then they bring the real E.G. Subaraya on stage. Yeah. yeah. And then they talk more about what the show is and what it's going to be about. And they start hyping the show a little bit more. You meet and you actually meet the cast. Yeah. You, know, you meet the cast. That one was funny because they don't introduce themselves as the actors. They introduce themselves as the, as the characters. characters. 
And some of their some of the ways that they describe themselves are a little bit funny. Hayata doesn't even say he's Ultraman. Mm-hmm. No, not but at all. I noticed that. But the way he talks, the way he describes himself was really weird. Because he said, like, I am an immortal. Like, what? So my favorite one was actually Morimatsu. And he just simply described himself as the hard-ass leader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what they said. It's what they said on stage, and it's it's just really funny that that was. I mean, I guess Japanese kid sensibilities and American kids sens- American television, American kid sensibilities is a lot different. So be liberal uh, with the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that but the funniest one that i thought was that you had fuji come up and she she said on ultra q i was this character and now i'm fuji and i'm like that's only a little bit confusing i thought you were supposed to be the character not the actress what Right. (laughs) right so i mean but you know regardless they're just kind of introducing themselves to the audience introducing themselves to the parents introducing themselves to the kids trying to get it's it's basically this whole production is just one big like hyped up advertisement for the ultraman series that's going to be coming it's it's i don't want to i don't want to degrade it as a publicity stunt but it kind of was a publicity stunt yeah, and not only that, it was a publicity stunt that was put together at the last minute because yeah, I, I know I know that it was I know that the history of this little stage play was like it was very expedited, like very expedited. Yeah, uh, because they didn't have anything else to show. Like this, I think uh, the first episode of Ultraman aired on July on Sunday, July seventeenth. Yes. Uh, 1966. This aired, what, Saturday, July 16th? The week before. That's why it aired. Okay, so it aired the week before. That's why July 10th is Ultraman Day. Okay. Okay. It's still celebrated as Ultraman Day. Okay. So, okay. I I thought for some reason, I was getting my days mixed up. I thought Ultraman Day, I actually thought Ultraman Day was on the 17th because. That's the official first episode of the 1966 Ultraman show. Yeah, but because so. Ultraman was unveiled to the world on mm-hmm. 10th with this little stage play, the stage show, mm-hmm. that's Ultraman Day. Right. Okay. Yeah. But like so, I said, for a, long, for a long time, it was considered lost media. No one really had it. What they And if they did have it, it was terrible quality. Now you can get this little set that you know it's the right set because it has cover art by Alex Ross, who's an incredible comic book artist, one of my favorites. Indeed, uh, yes. It's been probably remastered as best as it can be. It's not in high definition. But oh, it, no. It, and it's only in Japanese. There's no dubbing to this. Yeah, yeah but it is subtitled. Yes, it is. I, it is subtitled. Best when I first put the disc into the xbox to watch i was a little scared because i'm like says it's not available in english i'm like please don't tell me this is just a raw file and there are no subtitles that's going to make this episode really awkward <laughs> that's what that's what i was really afraid of too i thought we were getting like the rawest of files to watch i'm like okay i mean i can use my context clues and my knowledge of ultraman lore to kind of piece together what the heck's going on here but I really want subtitles. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, we we had subtitles 
And, you know, let's not start getting into Mill Creek and subtitles right now. But. I mean, sub, for the most part, I will say that Mill Creek's, Mill Creek's subtitles have been pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I am putting very serious thought into sending Mill Creek an email saying, hi, I'm a professional writer and a, a podcaster and a raging fanboy. I am going to offer you my services to edit your subtitles and write your back cover copy because you're dropping the ball, guys. <laughs> yeah, there was some there's been some um, there's been some questionable subtitles and some questionable typos. Um, Even in this, for, I noticed a couple of them. They were mm-hmm. three minor things, usually mm-hmm. missing commas. And trust me, people. Look, when you're tr- trust me, Nathan, when you're working on something that is mass produced and very like, like there's a lot of moving parts to it, like uh, a piece of media like this, a magazine. <laughs> there's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be mistakes, and there's gonna be some some typos, some just little minor things that I hope. That per, for me personally did not break the experience. No, it didn't break the experience. It's just that unfortunately, <sighs> I can't not see them anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's the it's the teacher. It's the literary in you that you cannot unsee something. And yeah. and really, once I see it for the first time, I can't unsee it either. Very tangential, but my favorite. It's not so much a subtitle error, but more like someone either didn't have time or desire to do this i don't know if it was i don't know if it was a lack of resources or plain laziness but in godzilla versus mechagodzilla if you watch the sony dvd when you you have the scene where the scientist is rattling off the name of this it's not space titanium but it's like some other metal with this long ridiculous name (laughs) the subtitles on the uh, in the subtitles on the sony dvd it just has a bunch of question marks (laughs) Here's a random thought. Just a random thought. Um, I really want a keychain that looks like a replica replica of Space Titanium. Oh, the little piece that he had? Like the little piece. I think that would be a really cool thing to have. But anyway. Do you happen to have people who are are artists of a different sort and can make that for you? Not Nicholas Blackler who makes... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just seems like every time I ask for something, Nicholas... Nick... Nick comes through like Me? Nick. Gamorachu. I, <laughs> Gamorachu. I think Gamorachu has been my favorite one so far. Honestly, <laughs> if I, if I'm being honest, like the banana, the banana nipples was pretty good, but the Gamorachu has probably been my favorite so far. Um, anyway, and it, but anyway, I digress. Uh, so, I mean, subtitles, you're going to see mistakes. Honestly, when, when, when you start messing around with a lot of text, you're going to get mistakes. There's, I've caught so many mistakes while watching Super Sentai. Um, it's, and I just don't even, I just, it's I fine. I haven't seen any watching Super Sentai. I mean, I'm eight seasons in. I so I, yeah, I, I've just, I, well, I just finished uh, uh, Car Ranger. And I've already seen Mega Ranger. I kind of dared you to do it too. <laughs> well, I mean, once I got about ten episodes in, once I got about ten episodes into Car Ranger, it wasn't all that bad. Yeah. Um, it oh, wasn't all that bad. Yeah. Speaking of Power Rangers, I you, you remember the bit where the the kaiju thieves are like, "I'm going to go get a monster," and he goes and he, yeah. kind of, he has a yeah, and he has a squeeing pig in his hands. 
Oh my god, I felt so bad for the pig. I, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I felt so bad for the piglet. Yeah, so they bring it out and he's like, that's not a monster. And I was like, you clearly haven't seen Pudgy Pig on Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I didn't think of that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that reference in. So, um, so but that was, no, that was just... Joke after that was they found the pig, but then out came Pigmon. <laughs> oh yeah i mean the whole thing was the whole thing was I, I for the most part i think that there are some there was some really like messy parts of it though like the the first the first interaction between the sssp the, is it too many s's it's three anyway, it's sssp okay for, uh and the monsters that choreographed uh, choreography the fight choreography was a little bit a little messy a little messy there <laughs> it was just for quotes there yeah choreography in scare quotes uh was a was 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 a big mess let's just be honest um the funny thing is that i when i was watching this i realized this is probably why there is a live stage show tradition in subaraya you know, in supro they still do live stage shows for old yeah. man. They do. Yeah. They just they just had another one. It's up on. I think you can watch it on YouTube now. Yeah, uh, and I I know they still do it because it gets advertised every episode of Trigger and Mirror Man. Basically everything that the, uh, that Supro puts out there for the world to watch. Because good lord, I was like, yes, I get it. Stage shows, and you know they do just like they did in this. They recycle the suits. Uh, you know, so they'll they'll make a you know they'll use the same suits in the show for the for the stage show and vice versa, and it's just so it started a tradition, and it was something that they were basically told, oh, you have to do this because we're not going to air that last episode of Ultra Q because it doesn't have any monsters in it. We'll just we're going to ignore the fact that it's a brilliant episode. We're just because <laughs> the last episode of Ultra Q is actually really good. Ultra Q in general was a really good series. It was it was a really really excellent series. Yeah. Um, so I so, do, I do feel a little bit sorry for Ultra Q, Ultra Q kind of getting the shaft a little bit for this, but mm. like I said, it ended up being very serendipitous because mm. it set a lot of precedents that Supro still does to this day, and honestly helps keep them afloat. And also, you know, it, they you they use all the same things in both the tell on both television and in these live shows. So I, I I can't fault it. I can't fault it a little bit sloppy here, but then again, the original Ultraman's a little bit sloppy if you're used to the newer stuff. Right. I mean, it's, uh, there is a, there is a charm. There is a charm to uh, the original, the OG Ultraman that I think cannot be replicated. And I think that that charm is, well done here like this is the it lays the foundation for that mm-hmm. that charming lighthearted, kid-friendly extremely wholesome at least in this case extremely wholesome uh henshin hero show uh the whole premise behind the the quote kaiju thieves yeah the, the kaiju thieves right the whole reason why they're even there why they wanted to steal the monsters is because their kids wanted to see a monster 
Mm-hmm. So they're doing it for their children. I mean, I mean, there's a like I feel like there's a lot to dissect there. Uh, like the sensibilities of like some of the sensibilities behind why Ichi Subaraya did did what he did for Ultraman, the Godzilla franchise, etc. Um, you know, the, his sensibilities were clearly reflected in some of that oh, yeah. dialogue. Uh, between the kaiju thieves because oh. because ultimately this is a kid show this is a japanese this is a japanese children's show uh and they just wanted to have monsters for their kids they wanted to show monsters fighting heroes on screen they wanted they wanted kids in that era to have someone to look up to and i think that the stage show laid a great precedent for that i can't fault it i cannot i can't fault it for just being old and being low quality, uh, I have to take it at face value for what I have to take what we are presented yes. and evaluate it for what for what with what we have. And what we have is is charming. It's campy. It's silly, but it's also extremely wholesome and an extremely interesting. And I think a time capsule and an important part of Henshin Hero and Tokusatsu history. I think you basically summed it up pretty well there i I've, i don't have anything i could add on to that i feel kind of dirty for doing this but we do have to give our godzuki score uh so nathan what are your final thoughts and your godzuki score for the birth of ultraman stage play from 1966 i kind of just went to reiterate everything you just said there at the end that that was a great summation of all of this it's an incredible time capsule i think it's an important moment in the history of henshin heroes there isn't really anything that's like this the only thing i could think of that's coming to mind right now is the pilot episode for the original doctor who actually got made twice one the first version did not air but you can see it now. They have made it available on DVD for you to see. And it's interesting. And But the producers of the show were able to convince them to let them remake the pilot with some rewrites to the script. And mm-hmm. the show got accepted. So right. oh, oh, there's that. It's an, Like I said, as you put it, it's an important moment. It really does show the... The values that Subaraya, the man, and I think Subaraya, the company really stood for it's incredibly wholesome is it the most epic thing in uh, in ultraman far from it <laughs> so you know you, you have to go into it with a certain level of expectations it's basically a glorified commercial <laughs> yeah I, I don't see a problem with that because it, it's it's incredibly endearing and charming my only real problem like i said with it you know with all of those caveats is there is a surprising lack of Ultraman in it, mm-hmm. something called The yeah. Birth of Ultraman. And right. you, know, when you spend more than half of this special hyping your hero, and then he's barely in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have lived with it if it was, you never see Ultraman until the end. So it's like, here he is, kids. It's Ultraman. Finally, it's Ultraman. But no, mm-hmm. didn't quite do that. But aside from that, I was thoroughly entertained. It's 26 minutes you will not regret spending with this little thing. And if you're an Ultraman fan, if you love Henshin Heroes, I can't recommend it enough. Definitely seek out that Blu-ray, that Blu-ray and 
watch this. So with all of that said, my Godzuki score would be four out of five. Okay. I will try to link a, um, I will try to link uh, where you can get this Blu-ray if it's still available. I can't, I haven't checked deep disc. This was a deep discount exclusive on deep discount, but weirdly enough, I think it started to show up on Amazon. (laughs) Okay. If I can find it online, I don't think, I don't imagine it being very expensive. So I'll try to link it in the show notes uh, for anyone interested in, in grabbing this and checking it out for yourself, because I don't think you can see it anywhere else online i don't think it's on youtube i don't think uh you can even find it on archive or anything like that but um the only way to watch it is through this uh special edition disc but for me i've already kind of already given my my final thoughts so for me my godzuki score is the same thing it's a four out of five uh this is a fantastic little wholesome kind little wholesome uh time capsule uh that predates the ultraman that we know and love um and so yeah i think everyone should if you're a henshin hero enthusiast like we are uh or if you're just kind of wanting to dip your toe into ultraman and just kind of want a little bit of a history lesson or a little bit of uh idea of kind of how the show started i think this is a great little pickup um i think i got the disc for around 20 dollars. it may still be around online for that much and uh checked uh, it is still on deep discount for seventeen thirty three. See, that is not a bad price at all. Uh, so I will put a link in, in the show notes for to where you can pick that up. And I just encourage anyone interested just to go ahead and grab it. I mean, it's it's a fun. You get some bonus. You're not just getting the stage play. You're getting this plus, I think about eight. Um, or ten. Let me eight or ten. Eight or ten uh, dubbed versions of the sh- of the mainline show. Uh, I said remastered to boot. Rema- that's right, remastered and dubbed versions of the original Ultraman show. Um, an episode, so you get eight episodes total with the live show. Yeah, so not bad, not bad for a little little uh, little blip in in Tokusatsu history. Not at all. So, Nathan, um, don't have any mailbag this week, unfortunately. I wish I could play the mailbag theme. Uh, But we do have to ask the trivia question for next week, because if you're new to this show, you uh, we like to ask a trivia question that leads into the next episode of the podcast. And uh, next week continues our uh, space, our out of this world monster month i hope i'm getting that right our space monster month we'll just call it space monster month that sounds better to me anyway uh so the trivia question for next week is what was the first science fiction tokusatsu film to be released in color hmm Hmm. Whatever could it be? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's the trivia question for next week. And the way you can answer that is by going to our Twitter and our social medias and answering. And we promise we will read any and all answers, no matter how silly or I, w- I was going to say, no matter how silly or inappropriate they are, we do have standards, people. Just, just, just be clear. We do have standards. Uh, just you make them silly. They make them. Make- I don't think those standards are very high because uh, Elijah's answers. I'll just leave it at that. You know, eventually, I feel like the Yeti joke's going to die eventually. It has to. Like, every good thing must come to an end, and this is definitely not a good thing, so it must end now. Well, 
there's only one way to end it. You have to. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Do you want that or Clifford? I mean, if they start, if the jokes start. You no, know, I'm, I'm war- the, the more I think about it, the more I'm warming up to Clifford, believe it or not, oh. over Yeti. Um, but but this, I was just saying, I'm just saying, God forbid that they start combining the two. I'm just saying. Oh, shut your mouth, no, Marchand. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going there. We're not going there. So, Nathan, thank you for filling in once again for being the captain of the Kaiju Weekly B Team. Um, do you have any shameless plugs before we head out of here? When do I not? <laughs> no, that's that's actually a legitimate question. Like that is a true. No truer statement has been made. When Marchand doesn't have any shameless plugs the world will end <laughs> there you go <laughs> when i have nothing uh, left to shamelessly self-promote jesus comes back i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm holding back the second coming but Anyway, I'll actually do this in a slightly different order. But since I am here primarily as because, well, I'm Michael's friend, at least I think I'm Michael's friend and Travis's friend, maybe. Who knows? But eh, I'm I'm here because I am one of two co-hosts on the spinoff podcast to this show and to my show, The Henshin Men, a a podcast about the appreciation of Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures. Currently, Travis and I are going through the original Kamen Rider from 1971, and we just dropped just before, just a few days before this episode, what I think might quite possibly be our most entertaining episode ever because, well, so far anyway, because, well, giant flying rage squirrel. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you showed me the thumbnail and I'm looking, oh man, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow from this recording, but... It'll be this will be two days after it drops. So who boy. Anyway, <laughs> so there's that. And then obviously my main podcast is the Monster Island Film Vault a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through Tokusatsu. Yeah, see, you've heard it so much you can do it for me. <laughs> I slipped into character there for a second. <laughs> Which is a film appreciation podcast about all the same sorts of things that you guys cover on here. I I take that tagline very seriously. Yes, it is academic because uh, I am a ridiculous nerd and English major, and I do approach the movies from that side of things. I not only talk about the movies, but I also give the history and culture behind each one of them to hopefully enhance your appreciation of them. While also... I can talk about it since I'm not in character this time, but <laughs> there's also an ongoing storyline that uh, within the podcast. So I actually had some people messaging me today who were catching up on it and they're like, what? That happened? I'm like, yes, it did. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Mr. Marchand. It was very epic. Yes. And actually, I'll just mention it here. Yes, that's why you're doing the funny voice because you play character on the show. Right. Right. Exactly. It's a lot of fun. I've had a blast doing it. Yes. So not only do you come on as a guest, 
because uh, I I don't have a regular co-host. I bring a new guest on every week, and you have been on uh, my roster for quite a uh, for quite a while. Had you on a couple of times, and you play a character, uh, Mister William H. George the Third. Esquire, special envoy to the Monster Island Board of Directors. <laughs> it's, it's, it is it's William Horatio George the Third. Oh, well, sir. Yeah, well, the, I don't think the H. I don't think Horatio has actually been said on the show yet. Oh, okay. Uh, oops, a little bit, a little preview, little preview for the next episode, Nathan. Oops, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I am, uh, I am currently in the, <laughs> the throes of uh production on the 50th episode which will also be the show's second anniversary and for those of you who are fans of the film vault it's going to be a big deal <laughs> going to be so i or so i've heard so yeah. i've heard yes <laughs> but actually i've been talking about it with you and some of our mutual friends for quite a while. And now I'm like, I actually have to make it happen. I'm- so is it a case, is it a case of coming in with a bang and going out with an explosion? Is that what, uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. Actually. I mean, or- it involved, it does involve a movie where Venus blows up. So yeah, oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. At this, I haven't seen that one in forever. I'm looking forward. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm looking forward to episode 50. Yeah, I just hope I can get it done on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I have very understanding fans. But anyway, you can check out the Film Vault uh, by going to its website, monsteronfilmvault.com, and that will also have links to all of the social media because it's on there. Well, there's the podcast has a Twitter, and then there's several associated Twitter accounts <laughs> that you can find links to on there. It's also on Facebook. There's a Twitch channel, but I almost never use it. And there's a YouTube channel where I'll post some extra content, like some live streams. And you've been on a couple of the live streams. Uh, so we've had a good time there. We we did one that is still behind the paywall currently. You have to be a patron. So that's another thing I should mention. You know, Join MIFV Max on Patreon and you can listen to myself, Mr. Michael, and uh, a dandy man, Danny Damana, talk about Dragonheart. So <laughs> the dandy man can. <laughs> yes. And then also, like I've mentioned a few times here, I'm an author. You can check out my author page, which is NathanJSMarchand.com. And I had to use, yes, both of my middle initials because NathanMarchand.com was already taken. I'm going to find that guy <laughs> and I'm going to have the monster thieves kidnap him. So, <laughs> <laughs> You love it. Anyway. And then there's a link of my uh, associated social media and all of that on the website. I'm going to spare you all of it because I've gone into explanations for things a little more than i usually do so there you go but you can find everything at um what is it monster island film vault.com correct yeah, and nathanjsmarchend.com mm-hmm. gotcha okay those are important things to remember okay i will put links to those places in our show notes as well as a link to the henshin men podcast the uh, podcast that is hosted by you and my co-host for kaiju weekly um the biggest common writer fan that i know probably in existence uh, Travis, uh, in the yeah. show notes, at least on this side of the Pacific, <laughs> at least on, yeah, you're right. On least, at least on this side of the Pacific. 
Um, I'm looking, I'm actually waiting for the day that he comes to you and says, Nathan, how would you like to do a Jugless Jugular podcast? <laughs> we were actually talking about what to do after, after we get through all 98 episodes of Common Rider. <laughs> And I said, well, you know, we could do, you know, Ultraman Orb because it's got your, your boy Juggler in it. He's like, he, he actually said to me, I'm not kidding. You actually said to me, just shows you that he has at least a little bit of self-consciousness. And he said, I don't know if the listeners could handle that much enthusiasm from me, you know, that many times in a row. And I'm like, you know what? Probably right. <laughs> my vote, my vote is still. You guys need to do at least a few episodes, a half of a season, something of a Sentai. My current vote for that would be actually O Ranger, or um, I don't know. I, I want to say Zhu Ranger, but I feel like I feel like people would only listen to Zhu Ranger because of its connection to Mighty Morphin. I feel like. O Ranger is more interesting to talk about. Uh, Mega Ranger or even Ginga Man would be a lot of fun to talk about with you guys or for you guys. Currently, I'm at for Sentai for like the first Sentai that we cover. I'm uh, I'm I'm thinking I'm uh, my top two votes are either Zhu Ranger because it'll bring in some Mighty Morphin fans to listen, right? Or Jetman because no one talks about Jetman. Oh yeah, Jetman would be interesting. I've watched a few episodes of Jetman. I've really enjoyed it. Episodes of Jetman too, and it's ridiculous. And that is the only Sentai that's been made available in the U.S. that was not a Power Ranger series. But I think the only reason they did is because it almost was almost. the Power Ranger series. Almost, almost. I have a co- I have a copy of the Shout Factory Blu-ray, um, and it's it's a it's a it's a weird. F- but fun little show, a lot like all the other Sentais. But uh, Nathan, before we get out of here, thank you once again for uh, being on, for for helping me out this week, uh, as you tend to do a lot lately, uh, and for having the discussion about the ultra, the rise, or I'm sorry, the birth of Ultraman stage play. It was a really, it, it was a really fun little discussion. I appreciate that. Rise of Ultraman was the second deep discount exclusive Blu-ray. <laughs> Right. Uh, and also thank you to our dear listeners and everyone out there in radio land for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju weekly, all the links to our social media, as well as the Kaiju groupie Facebook group are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or your answers to the trivia question, uh, to our email at Kaiju weekly at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine. Issue three uh, is out. There are still physical and digital copies, uh, digital copies still available. So go ahead and grab that. And um, more is coming. And more is coming. Yes, more. I'm sorry. Episode or uh, issue four is what is what you said. Sorry. Issue four is coming. Issue four, hopefully. Will be out around Godzilla's birthday, so that's what I'm. That's what we're aiming for, anyway. Um, as of right now, we have everything edited. Uh, for, well, we have the we have the articles edited. We just have to lay everything out, uh, and so it's coming along. Actually, I'm I'm really happy with with ev- how everything has turned out so far. Uh, if you want to find out more about a Kaiju Ramen Magazine, you can go over to our website at kaijuramenmagazine.com. We also want to thank our 
dear, dear patrons, Taylor Ward, Nathan Marchand, Alex Cornett, Damon Noyce, and Sheger for supporting us on Patreon. If you'd like to help support this podcast and get some nice bonus content like advanced uh, like advanced content to Kaijurama Magazine, please support our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod. And there is actually one more thing that they can do to help support this podcast, and that is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. And what that does is it's going to put this show in front of other kaiju, tokusatsu, and henshin hero fans just like you. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us. It's going to help support uh, podcast, or it's going to help us support projects like Kaiju Ramen Magazine and all the other things that we have going on, uh, just by leaving a review or leaving us a nice review. And we promise we will read that feedback on a future episode. I was just going to mention that by supporting Kaiju Weekly on Patreon, you're also supporting Henshin Men, apparently. At least that's uh, what Thomas tells everybody. Yes, apparently so. You are apparently supporting Henshin Men, which, which is fine. I think Henshin Men, uh, I think Henshin Men is a great podcast. I like what you guys do. Uh, and it gives me a break. So I don't know if, I don't know what I would do if I had to run two podcasts in the week. So yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what I'm going to do or what I would do if I had to run multiple podcasts during the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, the last thing we have to say is to help control the giant monster population, have your EG Subarayas spayed <laughs> or neutered. You're terrible. You're so terrible. <laughs> I hate you. All right, those were some fun memories, weren't they, Michael? Oh, oh, the mem, oh, the memories, oh, the memories, <laughs> oh, um, the memories from three months ago <laughs> <laughs> that we both thought it was half a year ago. Like that's how chaotic 2021 was for a lot of folks. Like three months turns into a year. Yeah, well, it's it was also. Just how often you had me on the show. <laughs> I think I doubled my, my number of guest appearances on Kaiju Weekly in 2021 alone. <laughs> well, oh, by the way, Nathan, I forgot to tell you, you, your contract won't be renewed for this season of Kaiju Weekly. You jack wagon. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathan, we actually have some awards to give out and if you're new to the henshin men podcast these guys like to give out awards for things like the best special effects and the best line so nathan if you're ready let's get started yes just don't be cracking jokes about how this is apparently better on the power trip but (laughs) (laughs) i was asked politely by you early on in the day not to say that you know, we basically have taken this formula and perfected it on the power trip, but <laughs> I, I was, I promised that I would not say that at all on the, on air. Uh, for those who uh, aren't in the know, that is a, another side podcast that Michael and I do about power Rangers, highly relevant to your interests. Anyway. So we're starting with the Henshin kick, which is for the best stunt or fight scene as the guest, Michael, I will let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I was uh I was re-watching this special to see what my awards were gonna be and there's just so much chaos. There's it's chaos. <laughs> it's cha- it's chaos on stage. So 
I'm going to go ahead and give my Henshin Kick Award to when Ultraman actually shows up and, and fights some monsters. Yep, that's actually the same one that I have, mostly because he fights some monsters in this TV special that, as far as I know, he doesn't fight anywhere else. <laughs> like Conigon, and, you know, cause, and uh, I think there uh, there was another, I can't remember his name, but there was another Ultra Q monster in there, and that's uh, why. It was uh, Garomon, was it? Was it Garomon? Well, Garomon is there, but Garomon becomes Pigmon later. I uh, know it's the, the, the gorilla looking one well oh yeah yeah the original ultraman doesn't fight him but ultraman oh we can't remember if it's trigger or z does fight him i think it's z no i think it's trigger no i think it's i think it's z i think i think that character came back in z i've been honestly i've been keeping up i kept up with ultraman z much more religiously than i have been trigger i've been kind of hit and miss on trigger yeah yeah. yeah. Now, if you're going into this thinking that it's going to be top-notch fight choreography, <laughs> you might be a little disappointed because not a, it's a it's lot of bob, it's a lot of bobbing around and a lot of uh, you know punches and kicks thrown that you know, well a few punches and kicks thrown that don't really do a lot. So <laughs> it's more like maybe we should change for this episode by itself. Maybe we should come up with a name change for this award and just call it the Hen Shin Slap Award. <laughs> the Hen Shin Slap. <laughs> or the Kick You in the Hen Shin Award, because there was a lot of that. Quite a bit, actually. Oh, so, uh, yeah. A little hard to come by because it's not like... Actually, there weren't all that many... Uh, I mean, there was a fight scene because we talked about there was a clip from the show in there, but... Yeah, I had a hard time picking. I had a hard time picking a moment, honestly. And I and, and I'm like you, Nathan. I didn't want to give it to the clip from the show that they actually showed off during the stage show where Ultraman fights Naranga. Uh, I wanted to give it to a fight scene that actually was on stage. But man, what that was that chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And in a similar vein, it's now time for Takatoku, the best special effects, which it's a little bit different when you're doing special effects on stage. <laughs> the whole thing is a special effect. Am I allowed just to say the whole thing? You're saying all the actors were special effects? Everything was a special effect. Even the kids in the crowd were special effects. <laughs> because they were making faces at the camera? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Like those are robot kids making robot faces at the camera. <laughs> That got very weird very quickly. Anyway, <laughs> what's your real answer? My Talking Toku Award goes to what I think we dubbed in the episode as the Monstermatic because neither one of us could think of what to call it. And yeah. I wanted to make a Power Rangers reference. So there you go. The Monstermatic. Yeah, uh, I had that as well because lots of the monsters came out of it. That's where a lot of them were hiding. They also found a pig in there, which was kind of funny. <laughs> 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 squealing more than fangirls i'm just saying <laughs> but oh, you know i don't i've heard fangirls that don't even squeal that high <laughs> oh anyway uh, it collapses at one point it spews a bunch of smoke which when you're talking about stage special effects it's pretty impressive right it is yeah yeah and then we have coming at you for the best line Although mine is sort of a speech. So what'd you have? Daggone it. You're probably, you and I are probably going to have the same 
line again, but mine is the dialogue between the SSSP and the dads where the dads come on stage and they're like, we're just working class dads and we're just here because we wanted to capture a monster because our kids wanted to see a real live monster. And that whole speech is just wholesome. And I think that that is the point of this stage show is because is to introduce a wholesome superhero show to children in Japan. And I just, I just love that whole thing. And it just kind of wrapped everything up into a nice squishy, ah moment bow, you know? Actually, we didn't have the same one. Really? Okay. What'd you have? I had a lot. Uh, it's a series of lines from E-Day when he's talking to the dads and he says, Ultraman is like the wind. One moment he's oh. there, the next he's gone. He's like a ninja. <laughs> I just wanted it for I just wanted it for the punchline there at the end. <laughs> he's like a ninja. <laughs> so I needed the context. So Ultraman is Pocahontas. He he paints with all the colors of the wind. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or Subaraya is Catholic, so maybe it's he's the Holy Spirit. I don't know. You know, descended maybe like I, fire I, on people. <laughs> Go read Acts. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, can I give a runner-up award? Because I did sure. write a, I, I I did a I did a write one down. It comes from Captain Morimatsu. It says. I'm referred to as the hard ass leader, but really <laughs> I'm quite kind. <laughs> I thought about writing that one down too. Just because it's so <laughs> weird. It's right up there. I know we talked about it in the episode. It's right up there with Hayata saying, I am immortal. Really? You're leading with that, but you're not going to tell anybody you're Ultraman. Are we supposed to take that literally? Or is this a veiled revelation that you're Ultraman? Please explain. <laughs> but I just, I just thought that was funny. Like that. He just got up on stage at a kid's show and says, I'm the hard ass leader, <laughs> but know? I'm actually very kind. <laughs> Clearly this is a full decade before Ultraman Leo, because good Lord. <laughs> Ultraman Leo, man. It, Ultraman Leo is just weird. Like, it's just weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, you want a hard ass. <laughs> Ultra 7 in that show. Good Lord. He makes Muramatsu look like a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, and finally, for my personal favorite award, WTH, what the headshot for the craziest moment, which there's actually a few to pick from in this. <laughs> can, I, can i just can i just go through can i just say is it cheating to say that the whole thing is just kind of what the hinge in because it's like because this this whole this whole thing is just it feels like just a bunch of people getting on stage and fake punching each other and trying not to fall over each other and the props that's what it kind of <laughs> feels like and i'm not and i'm trying not to be insulting to it well because it is, the, uh, and then we have the barbershop quintets. We had the barbershop quintets. Oh, and... Yeah, the the, the barbershop. The bar, oh, I've, that oh, that's such a good one. That is such a good award to give to the to the ultra quintets. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the ultra quintet. Yeah, <laughs> they say the theme songs. It's just so odd. It's just so weird. And thing like I get it. It's a stage show. I and you're and 
things like that will happen at a stage show. I've been to a couple of stage shows uh, of things in my lifetime and it, they do do those kinds of things, but it's just, I don't know. It's just such a, it's just, it's just so odd. It's just so odd. It is. Well, Michael, mine went to the fake Subaraya because I was not prepared. <laughs> When that happened, where it just starts with this guy coming, it's like, I am A.G. Subaraya, the world's greatest monster tamer. I'm like, wait, what? And then, because uh, I was thinking, I was like, you don't look like Subaraya. I don't think you're Subaraya. And then you get to the end, and they're like, wait a minute, you're not Subaraya. He's not that fat. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you know. Dang on, I missed that line. I missed that line because I was I was I want to use something. I think we talked about that in the episode about them pointing out that he's not the real Subaraya and how funny that was. Like I should have picked that as my talking toku award, but you know, I didn't common at you. Common at you. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the common at you award. I'm getting my award. I'm getting my award screwed up. I'm so sorry, Travis. <laughs> You're not Subaraya. He's not that fat. <laughs> And it is pretty, it is hilarious. It is pretty hilarious. <laughs> so there you go. And now, Michael, it's time for minute two. Actually, we did the final thoughts in the Kaiju Weekly episode. So we'd just yep. be repeating ourselves. Yeah, I was I was wondering if like you just wanted me to repeat myself or not. Yeah, because final thoughts are a thing on Kaiju Weekly. All right, well. Since we don't have to worry about any of that, Michael, thank you for listening to Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Monster Island Film Vault and, well, a podcast that you and I are working on, Michael. The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. Indeed. And where else can people hear you, Michael? Well, you can find me on Kaiju Weekly, where Travis and I talk about the wide world of giant monster movies and giant monster media. We just put out a couple of bonus episodes that uh, at the time of this recording, people can go and listen to. They're great. And if you want to listen to our show, we publish every Wednesday and we just like to have a lot of fun. We talk about some of the news bits. If we, if we don't have any news that week, we'll play a game. But as probably people are aware, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but, and we, but we do have a lot of fun. And... As you alluded to, you can find me on The Power Trip, A Journey Through the Power Rangers franchise. We It is a bi-weekly podcast where you and I, Nathan, explore the Power Rangers franchise, dissecting its themes, its villains, and its rangers. That sounds awfully horrible to say it out loud, season by season. <laughs> Uh, and we not have a lot of fun doing it. We not are, literally, not literally, not literally. No, we don't literally dissect people, but we do dissect the themes that we find in those seasons of Power Rangers. And yes, audio listener, there is depth within Power Rangers. So I suggest go give it a listen. We have already published our first couple of episodes. We give an introduction to ourselves and our background with the franchise. And then we go on to talk about season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes, indeed. And if you found some enjoyment from this podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and, and Spotify. You can do it on Spotify now. <laughs> and I would also recommend Podchaser. You can do it on Podchaser as well, which touts itself as the IMDB of podcasts. But until next time, what are we going to say, Michael? It's not so much a saying, but a question. Nathan, do you know what my favorite Ultra Series is? 
No, I don't. My favorite Ultra series is the Ultra 7 Deadly Henshins. 